Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 288, and I'm calling it Q&A dealing with overwhelm. So this is uh, some questions that I asked in my Kindred Spirit Facebook group that is for patrons of the show. And the things they deal with are the same things that a lot of us deal with and you guys deal with. So um, I think these will be helpful for you guys. And so I've kind of grouped different questions together for different episodes. And this one is dealing with just you know, different situations where you feel overwhelmed. And a lot of time, well, not a lot of times, I mean, I have very specific steps that I personally apply to all sorts of different overwhelming situations. And, you know, you can kind of guess them from looking at my decluttering steps, you know, my decluttering steps are let's, let's go ahead and figure out a way to get started. And that's my trash step. You know, I went over this a couple of weeks ago, the the whole five-step process in detail. But it's basically is for fighting overwhelm. Oh my goodness, I have so much clutter. I don't even want to do. The first step gets you started. The second step gets you really eliminating things so that it's a smaller problem to deal with and so on and so on. So um, so we're just going to kind of talk through these different um, situations where different people are are feeling overwhelmed. So here we go. This one is about paper clutter. Um, y'all know I don't like to talk about paper clutter. I have shared, you know, before different ways to reduce your paper clutter, but this goes a little bit, um, a little bit farther. So it's, I love your method for my home, but I have a small business. We are home builders and the papers are insane. I have everything on auto pay for personal, just cannot stay afloat. Help. I need a system. I know about throwing junk mail away first, but after that I'm lost big time. Okay. So again, this is not my area of expertise. I've never claimed it. I've never wanted it to be. I just like, you know, I'm not, but I am going to give you a couple of thoughts, which are probably not what you want to hear. But the first thing, and this is something you can take action on first is uh, it comes from my friend Cass that you guys met. Um, we did a podcast uh, with me and with Cass and Dawn all together. I think it came out like New Year's Eve or sometime like that um, or around Christmas, some, somewhere around in there. And they are some uh, Cass's from the Clutterbug YouTube channel. She also has an HGTV show that's coming out in May. Um, and Dawn is from the Minimal Mom YouTube channel. So anyway, the three of us have been working together and we have that course that's not open right now, but it'll be open again in a couple months. Um, anyway, I have learned a lot about paper stuff from Cass because she is the organizing type. Okay. So I talk about the decluttering. She talks about the organizing. And one of the things, I mean, you can learn a lot more from her, from other people about paper. I'm never going to be the one to teach you on that, but 
One of the things that she talks about that I had really not considered before is when you are dealing with paper, okay, because here, here's my assumption, you're overwhelmed, the papers are insane, you just feel like, oh my goodness, like my my guess, you didn't say this, but my guess, I guess, putting myself in that same situation would be that it's just kind of gotten worse and worse and worse to this point where, oh my goodness, now what do I do? You know, like it's, it's just overwhelming. Her thing is to start with really broad categories, because I think for a lot of us, you know, we have this, I'm overwhelmed now. I know that the very best way is to have everything very perfectly filed and organized. And that's going to be, you know, we, because we as a business deal with so many different things, that's going to be all these different categories and blah, blah, blah. Instead, start with really broad categories as in here's something where I put my things that have to have action taken on them. Here is a box or a tub or whatever, where I put my, you know, things that I think I'm going to need, but I'm not absolutely sure. There's no actual action for sure that has to be taken on it, but I can't get rid of it. Here you go. Here's this. So as far as paper goes, having these very broad categories to get you started, maybe it's true that you will need to go into very small, specific categories at some point, but having those broad categories first might solve your problem more than you think it would. And it's something to get you moving. So like think of larger categories. So this is me not having any idea what it's like to be a builder, okay, or own a home building business. But there's bills to be paid, there's things for vendors, there's things for clients, there's, you know, I mean, so like broader categories first, to get you moving and for it to be a smaller thing for you to then have to deal with instead of the overall as a whole. Okay. Other thing I'm going to tell you, and this is as a business owner, which I still feel a little bit weird saying that except that it's true. Um, there comes a point. So I would say two years ago, two or three years ago, somewhere around in there, I was just literally in tears over, you know, all the different papers and financial and all that kind of stuff wasn't really papers, but you know, like all of this stuff to just keep organized. And it was just so overwhelming to me, you know, because things were, you know, I'd I'd added books and I'd added podcasts and I had added all these different things to what I was doing. And it just, it got to be more than I could handle. And so it was just constantly this, oh my word, I have to catch up. Oh my word, I have to catch up. And I finally hired someone and I thought I was just going to hire them to kind of figure it out for me. And it was, it was a lot more money than I thought I could do. I mean, I mean, really, it was like, I don't see how I can realistically do this, but I'm just that overwhelmed. I had to pay for it. You guys, I would say, and then, so I I paid like a fee for them to basically get it all figured out for me. And then after that, even though it made me go, really, can I do that every month? I mean, it's the happiest money that I pay. Like it is so they, I then, you know, put them on a monthly thing where they handle it and, and they have systems. And I think part of that is, there are people who love doing this kind of stuff. And 
even though it felt like, could I really afford to have somebody come in and do that? It's like, it was so completely worth it that it then, because I mean, I think honestly, there were some things I was scared to take on because it was just going to be one more thing that was going to pile up for me. And so hiring someone to come in, which I know a lot of times people are like, well, that's not the answer I want. I just want to know how to figure it out myself. And so I've told you, I can't do that. You know, I'm not the person to tell you that, but I am saying that it was so worth it to me. So for those of you who you don't have a business or you don't, whatever, sometimes it can be really worth it to bring in an expert and, you know, let them handle it. There are people who are really good at that. That's basically all I'm saying is, is it was worth it to me. And because you're specifically asking about this for your small business, I'm just telling you as someone else who has a small business, I I wouldn't trade that. Like that is such money well spent for me because of not just because yes, they keep it organized, but the fact that it's a weight off of my mind that I don't have to think about. Okay. I mean, I have to think about it, but I don't have to think about it like I did before. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, Ritual. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. So I've been taking Ritual vitamins for quite a while. I love that they ship automatically each month, so I don't have to remember to reorder I love that I can take them first thing in the morning, even on an empty stomach, because I don't always eat breakfast immediately when I get up. Ritual is designed with your life stage in mind and is now available for women, men, and teens. We have all three of those coming to our house each month. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Plus, there's no fillers, colorants, or shady additives. Here's what one of my kindred spirits had to say about Ritual. Ritual vitamins are amazing. They have a strong mint or lemon for prenatal flavor, and it's so much better than fish burps. I've been taking them for years. I love hearing from you guys who love this product. Get key nutrients without the junk. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash clean to start your ritual today. That's ritual dot com slash clean to get 10% off during your first three months. All right. Um, this one is not as much overwhelmed, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Uh, I love your time saving tips for cooking meat ahead and freezing. Do you have any idea for breakfast shortcuts where empty nesters and both take breakfast with us? So yes, I, I do. Um, so some of the easiest things to do are um, pancakes and waffles not necessarily for taking with you, depending on how messy things can be. You can actually order. I know this because I had to do it when I was uh, cooking for a um, group of people, but uh, you can order on Amazon, the little individual syrup packets, you know, so if you wanted now, if you're talking about taking it with you and eating it at work, but if you're eating it in the car, you maybe don't want syrup, right? Anyway, but you know, pancakes and waffles are easy to stick in the toaster and, you know, warm them up later. So it's a great thing. Like, you know, if you have a big Saturday morning breakfast to make a bunch of extra pancakes and have that for the week or whatever. Um, other things are smoothie bags, you know, things that can be done ahead of time, putting, you know, measuring out if you measure, I don't, but anyway, measuring out the fruit and the spinach and whatever the yogurt or something in 
small bags that you can put in the freezer that you then just dump into the blender with some liquid and make the smoothie so that it's really just the matter of making the smoothie and then going. Other things would be, uh, one of the best things that we've done is sausage biscuits. Like, I don't, and I'm not even like super from scratch. I mean, getting those good biscuits, the ones um, that are in the freezer, I feel like they're called Mary B's or Miss B's or something like that. But, uh, you know, Walmart will have them. And I think there's some Pillsbury Grands as well that are frozen, not the ones that come in the can. But, you know, they're they're the biscuits um, that are so good. And then sausage patties, you know, cooking those things ahead and just putting them together, putting a piece of sausage on your biscuit and wrapping it or putting it in a bag or wrapping it in foil or whatever. Um, those are really great things. I also have some more complicated things that I have done in the past, but I haven't done them in a long time. So it just depends on how much time you want to spend. But that one of the things I've done is actually um, making a breakfast pocket, like making, I think I actually made it from scratch, like yeast bread, every all that from scratch that I then filled with, you know, like some scrambled eggs and some bacon. And those were super yummy and I should make them again, but oh well. It'll probably be a while before I do that. Um, Okay. Here's another one, very overwhelming, which I think a lot of us relate to right now. Tips for when you're actually really, really busy, like not what we used to think was busy in pre-pandemic times, but a one-year-old and four-year-old with zero minutes of childcare help since March of last year. And both parents having full-time jobs, kind of busy. Um, I know the rules, the four habits I've been following for years. But anyway, she's basically just completely and totally overwhelmed. Okay, literally the only time available is cutting farther and farther into sleep. And, and, and you know, no awkward pauses with a one-year-old, you know. So I, I, here's what I have to say about this. What you're going through is really, really hard. Like it is hard. And I just want to say it's hard. You're not just like, oh, I can't. No, I mean, everybody who's going through something like, I mean, you've kind of got the perfect everything together. You know, you have a full-time job, which the way you had planned that was probably to have childcare, which would would then allow you to go have your full-time job. And now instead you are full-time kids at home, everybody's at home doing the job. I mean, it's, it's not normal and it's very overwhelming. So your feelings are legitimate is what I'm trying to say. And your feelings are partly legitimate because there's not a great solution. Okay. But things that I want to say is to give yourself permission or take my permission to acknowledge this is not a normal time. This is not going to last forever. Okay. Please, please, please don't let the pandemic last forever. But even if it did, which it's not, but please, um, even if it did, your kids would grow older and that would be different. And we also don't want to wish that time away, right? So just acknowledge this is not forever. It's a difficult time. And so I'm going to do some less than ideal things. And maybe you're already doing this, but I also know especially when your kids are that little, it can be so easy to fall into that guilt trap of all the things I should be doing or should be able to do or that shouldn't overwhelm me or blah, blah, blah. When in reality, it's never going to be perfect. But if you could make it a little bit easier, are there ways that you could do that? Give yourself permission to use paper plates and plastic forks and plastic cups. I mean, that's not something I generally encourage people to do. 
mostly because if you're washing your dishes every day, you really don't have to. But if you need to do it, you know, give yourself permission to do that. Would it be helpful to you to have a meal planning service? If, you know, I mean, that's one of our sponsors, I think. Well, last week, probably. Anyway, but you know, would it be helpful for you to use a meal planning service for this time so that you can just remove that from your brain so that you don't have to think about that? Do you need to say that we're going to do frozen lasagna one night a week? That's going to be our Saturday meal or that's going to be our whatever, you know, like buy the shortcut stuff, buy the pre-chopped vegetables, buy the, um, meals that just have to be put together. I mean, like all these things, it's frustrating because you're like, no, but I don't want to eat. I, I was trying to eat whatever. And, and maybe, maybe you can, but what, what shortcuts can you take and let go of any guilt for that? Like there, there doesn't need to be any guilt for that when you are in a legitimately difficult situation. Okay. Because it's going to change. I mean, you know, sadly, one-year-olds change every single month. I can remember being like, oh, I love one-year-olds. Oh, you know what? I think I love 13-month-olds the best. Oh, you know what the best is? It's 14-month-olds. I mean, like that was because they feel like they're an actual different child, which you have an older kid. So you know this, but I know when you're in the weeds of it, it can really feel difficult. So I'm just saying, I'm sorry. And where can you give yourself permission? Maybe it's that you have three different zoom tops and you only put those on when you're actually going to be on camera for work. And other than that, they just go straight back into the closet and you never wash those. I I don't know. I'm just making this stuff up, but you know, I mean like what if you have three zoom tops and that's their problem. If they're going to judge you that you don't, you know, and you're like, those are always clean because I only ever wear them for the 30 minutes to an hour to two hours or whatever that I'm in a meeting. And then I take it off and I go put it in there. And if it starts to smell, nobody's going to know that as long as I have stains down the front, you know, I mean, like, you know, and other than that, I'm going to give myself permission to wear my yoga pants two days in a row or whatever you need to do. Like, this is survival. This is survival. We're hoping, hoping that it's going to be better. I mean, like, you know, hopefully your childcare situation is going to change as childcare workers are able to get vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully there's an end in sight for this uniquely so difficult situation. It's hard in that first year anyway. And then you've added on all these other things that you're having to deal with. So do what you got to do. And I'm sorry. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, Magic Spoon. I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar, unhealthy food. And that means there are foods that I really miss, like most cereal. And that's why Magic Spoon is great. I can have the cereal I'm craving, but it has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Magic Spoon is releasing two amazing new flavors this month for a limited time only. We're talking about cookies and cream and maple waffle. And if that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat yourself combo. So make sure you get some while you can for a limited time or build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, 
peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listing from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Magic Spoon has so many great flavors to choose from. It tastes like regular cereal from your childhood, but it's super nutritious. It's delicious, but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or honestly, your afternoons. Go to magicspoon.com slash clean to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code clean at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the US or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash clean and use the code clean to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Another overwhelming situation. Um, I need help decluttering my 29,700 photos on my phone because I'm finally running out of space. How do I apply your methods to media storage? Now, again, I don't feel super duper qualified to talk about this because I just get the bigger phone. Anyway, uh, but I will, it was funny because I just heard from somebody recently who was telling me how they applied the same steps to of the decluttering process to the pictures on their phone. So let's kind of talk about that for a second. Um, one of the things that she was telling me was um, the same way that I talk about going through paper when it's a big pile of paper and it feels like it's all going to be overwhelming. That's the same thing with pictures on your phone, right? It's like every single one is going to be emotional. I'm going to have attachment to it. I'm going to have to decide, does this need to go or whatever? And instead saying, I'm not going to make any decisions here. All I'm going to do is look through and delete the obvious trash. Okay. So if you do that, I don't know, in any little random five minutes sitting, waiting for something, waiting for your grocery pickup to come out, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, going through and saying, I'm, I am not being, I'm not making decisions. I'm not being, I'm not going to expend any emotional energy here. I am literally just going through and removing the trash. You are going to reduce it by getting rid of trash because you're going to find uh why is there five pictures of my shoe on here or whatever. But you're also going to change how you view what's in there because your brain is going to see that not all of these are emotional. Even though I'm not making a decision about them yet, I now have knowledge. I have done the look, look, always look thing. Okay. I have looked and I know for sure and I, I'm maybe not for sure, but I know what's in here now. So it's no longer just this looming Oh, what all are those pictures going to be? You're going to be like, oh, actually, there's a lot in there that I could get rid of. And it's going to start to change how you view it the next time that you come back to it. Okay. Then look for easy stuff. Okay. Maybe most likely a lot of your easy stuff is going to be that we now, you know, back in the olden days, now that was physical clutter, but we would do the doubles and the triples whenever we had our pictures developed. Well, we can laugh about that like, oh, ho, 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 we used to always get doubles and triples. But the reality is that now we take doubles, triples, quadruples. I mean, if I take a picture for somebody, I am guaranteed going to take six or seven. Yeah, I mean, it just is the way it is. Okay. So instead, you know, look at that as easy stuff and say, okay, where do I have 
three to 12 of the same picture. Okay. And going through, you can see that on the little things without flipping through the whole entire pictures. You can see that in the little thumbnails that you see in your phone is like, oh, this looks like a whole bunch of things that are exactly the same together. So I'm just going to go through those and just swipe through those and use the little heart feature. Okay. Now this is iPhone specific, although I'm guessing there is something like this on other phones as well. But on the iPhone at the bottom of the picture, there's a little heart. And as you're going through, instead, pick your favorite. Instead of thinking, what am I getting? Which out of these ones that I can see from the thumbnails, there are 12 to 15 that are very, very similar. I'm just going to look at those. I'm going to swipe through and I'm going to tap the little heart on the ones that I really like the most. Okay. I'm going to swipe through that, swipe through them twice if you need to make sure you didn't miss something and then go through and say, well, these were 12 to 15 of the same picture. And I put a, you know, favorite mark on the one that I really liked. So I'm now going to get rid of the other 11 to 14 or whatever. And that becomes an easy stuff way to get rid of things. Does that make sense? So kind of look at it and work through that because those, the trash and easy stuff, the goals are to help me be able to do something and make an impact without hugely having to gear myself up. And when you just look at the number 29,700, it's overwhelming. So instead it's, okay, what can I do to get moving, get going? And it's a practical way for me to start eliminating, eliminating to where without feeling overwhelmed, without feeling like, okay, I'm going in. I get that number down to, I don't know, 27,900. I don't know. And also another thing too, is if you have, if you have kids, this is a great kid job. Okay. Not necessarily the deleting photos, but the moving things into folders. All right. So that's something I have my daughter do. She will go through my phone and she's been doing this for quite a few years. And so, you know, probably since she was about 10, um, which I think she could have done it sooner if I would have thought of it. But uh, she'll go through and she will put things in categories. So it'll be like, you know, certain vacations that we went on or whatever. And she will make folders. And amazingly, kids know how to do all that stuff, right? Okay. I think I have two more questions that I was going to ask. Um, I have a big rubber med- mm, Rubbermaid tub full of souvenirs from Japan. I spent a month there in 2007 And we also hosted kids from there several summers who brought us gifts. The box is just in the closet, but each time I start on it, I just stop. I haven't been able to declutter it. Memories. I know she's saying, I know you've spent more, even more time overseas. How did you handle this? And when I've gone on trips, I've overbought gifts and then I don't take the time to give them. Okay. So the big tub, the same process works. Okay. Is looking for trash, which I know, I know in your mind, you think there's no trash in there. And there may not be. But let's say that it's, you know, from 2007, and you got everybody 2008 calendars. Well, that's technically trash now. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's just an example. But it's, even if you can't remember that you bought 2008 calendars for everybody on your list, giving yourself permission to say, I'm just going to look through, like really look through instead of just the top layer, but really look through and say, 
what in here is trash. Okay. It, yes, it might get rid of a few things, but it also helps you start seeing things as individual items. The things you were going to give as gifts that you personally didn't have any reason why you personally wanted them. We're going to call that easy. I know it's also guilt clutter, like, oh, I should have given this away. But most likely, some of the people that you were going to give them to as gifts don't actually remember that you went to Japan. And so looking them up and finding them and giving them these gifts now is a little, you know, it's, it's been a little, it's 14 years later. Okay. So we are going to just try to think of those things as easy and get rid of those. Okay. And donate them, donate them. You know, somebody will be excited. They might be having, you know, some sort of a international night or whatever, and they may be so excited to find these things in the, the thrift store. Okay. Other things for you, the things that you bought, okay, souvenirs, I now, when I go somewhere, I try to look for souvenirs that I can actually use in my home, okay, because those are the ones that I run across more often and that bring back good feelings because they're useful or they're just beautiful and actually displayed. Like they are part of a real display, not just something stuck on a shelf. Okay. Those were the feelings that you wanted to experience when you bought those things and brought them home. So go through that stuff and say, okay, I, I know I don't, use the the question, where should I put this? We're not going to do that. But where would I look for this first? I know it feels weird, but there's probably stuff in there that you really would look like maybe you bought a knife, maybe you bought some placemats, maybe you bought something, you know, some bowls or something like that. Those things go ahead and put those in the places where you would look for that first, maybe not the bowls that you bought in Japan, but bowls and start using those things, put them out for display. And then as you do that with a few things, just the very most favorite things, then those things will actually be there bringing back the memories, actively serving their real purpose of being a souvenir and actually bringing back good feelings, which then is going to make you more willing and able to let go of the other stuff that maybe you've been holding on to because of the fear of forgetting. Does that make sense? So like you actively have a, you know, let's say it's a, let's say it's a big tub and there are four things in there that you could actively use like, okay, yes, I can kind of work this into my regular rotation, fit it inside my container of my dishes or my glasses or whatever it is. Um, you know, and then here's a a decorative piece that, oh, that would look great on this shelf over here. You put those things in these real true homes, not in a Rubbermaid tub. And then you're reminded of this great memory that you have and this thing that you never wanted to forget. And so you're actually not forgetting it, which then lets you let go of the other stuff because the purpose of all that stuff is being achieved with these small amount of things. I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles, but anyway. Okay. One more question that also talks about um, just kind of digital overwhelm. Um, Need advice for preventing the digital overwhelm. I have three, this is somebody talking. I have three email addresses with over 100,000 unread messages. 
mostly sales emails and newsletters. This part is interesting that I rarely read, but I do still enjoy them when I do. I need to clean out my photos. I'm doing it slowly, but it's taking forever and podcasts. I'm a podcast hoarder. So much that my phone storage is almost used up. I listen to a couple daily, but I know I will never get to all of them. Okay. On some of these, see if you can go more into the bookmarking than signing up for newsletters. Obviously my newsletter, totally worth it. You can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash newsletter. So I mean, (laughs) right. But the same thing with podcasts, like subscribing to your favorites and then the other ones unsubscribe because at least in my podcast player, which I use the one that comes on my iPhone, but I can scroll through any of the ones that I've listened to before and kind of, you know, and and just pick and choose what I want without them downloading automatically. When I'm subscribed, they download automatically. But if you're not actually listening to them, and they're just getting backed up, that can cause a real problem. Okay, with your storage, which I know is what happened with me recently with when I finally hit my storage limit. But as far as the newsletters and things, you know, there's, you said 100,000 unread messages. Okay, now I do have a, um, a post on deleting a whole bunch of emails at once in Gmail, you know, deleting the old ones, because if it's sales and things, well, those things are long expired, you know, that 98,899th ago email about a sale, it's probably been years since that happened, you know, so instead of um, looking at it that way, saying, okay, I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to work on getting rid of the ones that I have using this system, which is basically, well, it's too complicated to explain. You'll need to go read the post, but you can also search how to delete a lot of emails at one time in Gmail, a slob comes clean and you'll find it. Um, But anyway, if you do that, also start thinking of where can I, how can I bookmark these sites I really want to go to instead of subscribing by email? Okay. So, you know, which are the ones, let me choose five that I actually, when I see that email come in, I'm excited about. You're going to see them and you're going to notice them more if you don't have all these other emails coming in too. And then take that And the other ones that you're not for sure about, say five more, well, those are going to need to go, you know, try, try putting a bookmark in your browser for those so that you can just go check those every once in a while, because those sales and things, they're going to be the first thing that they have up there. Um, And then the other thing too, is to see if there are, which I hate to say this, because then you might find a whole bunch of different other newsletters to subscribe to, but you know, maybe go back to if, if you found a lot of these places and you signed up for these newsletters back in the days when um, there were deal bloggers who were telling you about all of it, see if you can go back to some of those and see if they're still around. You know, I mean, like I know, I know Jessica Turner, she does a lot of great deals and things. And that's honestly a service. You know, she does a lot of affiliate links, but it's a service because she's telling you, Hey, such and such has a great sale right now. So if that's the kind of thing that you love, maybe it would be better instead of signing up for all the different places, emails to sign up for one person who tells you about this stuff. I think money saving mom, I think she still tells that kind of stuff too. Um, but you know, and, and there's, there are others, there are plenty of others, but I'm just saying like you ask how to reduce it that's one way to reduce it is to say, I'm going to trust 
this person who's great at talking about deals instead of me being the one to find all the deals. Because if you're not opening every email, then you're really not finding all of the deals, right? So it'd be better to just have somebody who tells you that and that could be their newsletter that you subscribe to, which would then let you get rid of a whole bunch of other ones. Just keep mine. That's all. Okay. All right. This has been a little rambly, but hey, I hope it was helpful. Uh, just remember, apply those same principles, you know, like doing the easiest of the easy stuff first, doing things to get stuff out so that you are only left with, you know, less stuff, which is less overwhelming and decisions to make and all that. Okay. All right. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.